What a what a privilege. Just thinking about the the audience and turn turn with me to Mark four. I was just thinking about the audience of Jesus in Mark four, and it was such a different audience than this. It was a it was a group of people that were in general in rebellion against God. They didn't they didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't know what he was about. They they weren't even astute enough, even with all the Old Testament um, passages that announced his coming, like the one that we read this morning. They they weren't getting it, and they weren't the first is you know group of Israelites that didn't get it. God's chosen people. The very reason that Jesus was using parables and these and these proverbs um, to to speak to them was part of the judgment that was coming down against them. Praise God, some of them got it. Praise God, some of them had ears to hear. Because as a result of those 12, at least those 12, and there are more than those 12, but as a result of those 12 and others getting it, here we are. After all these years, the gospel, which in the reading from Isaiah that Mark led us in earlier in the service, said that Jesus, the the Messiah, was going to be a light to the Gentiles. Do you know that's us? A light to the, to the people all over the world who didn't have the, the, the benefit of the Word of God. He was going to bring the Word of God. And he was going to write the New Testament, the new Word of God. And look what he says here in Mark chapter 4 as he's teaching this, this group of people. Again, that are still in rebellion against God. He said to them, this is in verse 20, uh, verse 21. He said, I tell you, he said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, the the parable that we looked at last week, earlier in this discourse, we have the benefit of Jesus explaining it to his disciples. Not this one. So what's it mean? What, what do you think it means? What, what's he talking about? Is he talking about World Series rings? Well, hopefully that can move us in the right direction. Is he talking about light bulbs? What, what was disclosed that needs to be revealed? Could it be one possibility, and there are numerous possibilities, we're going to look at some of those again next week. But one of the possibilities could be that he's talking about himself. Could be that in the Old Testament, like the passage that we read from Isaiah 42 this morning, there were little glimpses of his coming, little glimpses announcing that, that there is somebody coming that's going to change things. I mean, even... In the, in the, in the Jewish 
Old Testament, the Bible of the Jews, the, the Word of God, which is primary, primarily written to them and for them, there are these little statements like this one that the one who's coming is going to be a light for the Gentiles. What? What are you talking about? The only way Gentiles can ever be any good is if they become Jewish. That's what they thought. And now here comes Jesus. And he said in John chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. If anybody looks to me, they will walk in my light and never walk in darkness. The Old Testament says that the one who comes is going to be the light, and he's even going to be the light to the Gentiles. He's going to shine to everybody. Oh, to the Jews first, and the Apostle Paul and the other apostles were clear to to make note of that. This doesn't negate anything that God said in the Old Testament. The Jews have, have their purpose. They always have, and they always will. But the primary purpose is to, was to prepare us, everybody, for the light of the world. At one time, he was disclosed. In fact, he was hidden even to, the, to his audience that day. Most of them, after he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, most of them said, I wonder what that was about. And that may have been the extent of their, their thinking about it. Then, and then Jesus goes on to some other statements and again says some of the similar things. If you have ears to hear, hear. I'm glad this morning that most of us who are here have ears to hear and that we've already acknowledged that Jesus was hidden, but now he's been brought out into the open. That Jesus, while he was shrouded in the mystery of some of the Old Testament passages, he came into this world to live it out perfectly. As I was talking with the children, to never break a single one of those laws. Now, I mentioned one of the laws to the kids this morning. That That's amazing enough that he just lived up to that one law of honoring his parents. He did that every time, every way without exception. But not only that, he lived up to all the other laws, not even just the Ten Commandments, all of the laws of the Old Testament. He lived up to all of them. And in so doing, he fulfilled all of the righteousness that was required of the Israelites. They had hope because, not because they could obey the law so well, they had hope because God had promised to send somebody who would and who could, and he did. And we, hearing about that, recognize that he can also fulfill all righteousness for us as the light of the world. We look to him, just as the Jews looked, and Jesus mentioned this to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, just as the Jews looked to the snake, that was, that was the bronze snake that was lifted up in the desert, when remember when, when all the vipers were, were biting them and they were all dying because of their rebellion against God? And remember what God, what God told Moses to do? Craft a, a bronze serpent. Put it up. When people look to that, they'll be healed. Those snake bites won't be deadly anymore. 
And Jesus said, that was a picture. That was a, that was a hint that I was coming. And we said, I believe that. We have ears to hear. We have eyes to see. We said, I believe that. I'm going to look to that snake. No, I'm not going to have to look to the snake. I get to look to Jesus who was lifted up. Not on a bronze pole, but on a cross. So that everybody who looks to him can be forgiven. The judgment that we deserve. The Israelites were getting judged that day. They were getting judged. The snakes were coming. They were biting them. They were dying. They were, they were facing the judgment that God had warned them about through Moses. If they rebel against him, they're going to be judged. They're going to face his wrath. And they were facing it. But in the midst of that wrath, in the midst of that judgment, he reached down and said, there's a way out of this. Look to the snake, the serpent that's raised up on the pole. Just like we're told to look to Jesus, who was raised up on the cross, so that every one of us who put our trust in him, who believe his word, can be forgiven of our sins and given the gift of eternal life, the promise that this life isn't all there is. And that promise alone enables us to gather together like this. And as, as Bill mentioned in, in leading us in, the, in our new song, we go through some tough stuff. We go through some hard times regularly. And for, and for sometimes it just seems like we never get out of it. And, and in many cases we don't. But there's coming a day when we will because of the promise of God, because of the provision of God through Jesus Christ lifted up on that cross so that all who look to him will find the light of life and never have to walk in darkness. Now I say most of us have turned to him, have looked to him, had ears to hear. The reason I say most of us is because I don't know all of us. The ones of you that I do know, you've told me, and you've told others, in some cases told all of us at once, that you have looked to Jesus. That you have put your trust in him. And so that's how I, that's how I have this knowledge that most of us have done that. But wouldn't, wouldn't it have been amazing on, on Jesus' day here when he was sharing these parables and proverbs with these people in rebellion? Wouldn't it have been amazing if all of them had ears to hear and would recognize him? Remember, they came out primarily because they'd heard he was doing miracles and they wanted to see it. Some of them needed some miracles and so they came out hoping they were going to get one. And some of them just came to look, to watch, to see what what it was all about. And others, once they got there and they heard what he said, they said, I believe in this guy. I believe that this is the one that was promised, that was going to come and be a light even to the Gentiles. And it took them a long time to, to really get a grasp on that one. But they did. And again, as a result, here we are. Doing this. Spending a wonderful morning. Did you guys, did you all notice how beautiful it was out there this morning? I had the opportunity, because Samuel, Samuel's flight came in early this morning, I had the opportunity to be on the hospitality highway this morning. Do you know what they did this morning? I know you don't because you weren't out there. Coming back, 
there were three Georgia Capitol Police cars. I've never heard of that before. They were Capitol Police. There were three Capitol Police cars that were escorting us up the road at five miles per hour. I don't know if there was, I don't know if if the governor was up, maybe the governor was going to church up here somewhere. I don't know. But that wasn't very hospitable, I didn't think. I, I had places to go and people to see. I don't know if we're going to make it, but we did. No problem. That's, that's the way it usually turns out. Oh, some of our problems are tough. Some of us are walking through some of those even today. You know, I was in my, in my normal routine over here in this part of the building before the service and we're in uh, the uh, Bible study hour. And somebody came through it just the right way. And I thought, that wasn't Marsha. She always comes through there. It's hard. It's hard to love somebody and be loved by somebody. But it's great to know that when they know the Lord Jesus Christ, when they look to him as the light of the world, which means their only hope, their only way of knowing, they look to him to know that even though we're not going to get to see her coming through and do her thing, and she did great things, even from her wheelchair for numbers of years, just coming was amazing. But she's with the Lord. She's, she's not, you know, I think our singing this morning was really good. She's heard better singing than that since she's been home. That's what we're going to. We get, I think we've, we offer her some great fellowship over the years. She's had some better fellowship in the presence of her Savior. You see, those of us who look to him, the reason we can make it, the reason we can get through this tough stuff, whatever it might be, is because Jesus is the light of the world. He's been elevated to where we can see him as he is. And I want to encourage you this morning. If you haven't looked to him, if you haven't put your trust in him, you need him. You need him desperately. He is your only hope. Whatever else you're trying is not going to work. Whatever else you're hoping in is not going to come through for you. It might temporarily, and it might trick you, but it's not going to come through for you. Jesus is, and he will, and he does. And Marsha Cooper found that out. And we're going to celebrate that tomorrow morning. We're celebrating it now. All of us who have looked to Jesus, we walk now in his light, in his truth. We know this stuff. We believe this stuff. And it gets us through. And when we falter, our buddy or our friend comes along and reminds us of it, and he gets us through again. When I thought I saw her this morning, I mentioned it in my class. Someone in my class said, it wasn't very long ago when I got this awesome note from her encouraging me through a difficult time I was going through. That's what we do. 
That's what she did. And you know what? When she got to glory, she wasn't asked how much stuff she'd done, how many notes she'd written, how many, how many times she got ready to go to church and had to do it in a wheelchair and how difficult that was. And she was, you know, she wasn't asking about any of that stuff. The reason she got to go there was because of that one name that we were singing about when we started the service this morning. One name, Jesus. He is the light that was put up high. Now, there are some other lights as well. We're going to look at those next week. But if you haven't looked to that light, if you haven't looked to Jesus, the Apostle Paul put it like this when he was trying to encourage some some people that were reading a letter of his in Corinth. He put it like this as he was talking to them about Jesus. He said, I implore you. In other words, I'm begging you. Be reconciled to God. It was almost as if he's on his, his knees and just saying, don't pass this up. Don't ignore the light of the world. Have ears. Have eyes. Believe. He's shown us enough. He doesn't need to show us anything else. He's shown us enough. He's given us his word. He's given us his wonderful creation. And the two go so beautifully together. And he's given us his body, the body of Christ. And we're not perfect representations of him. We're not perfect servants of his. But if you hang around a little bit, you'll see some amazing love within the body of Christ. And Jesus said, that's how they're going to know you're my disciples. By your love for one another. So if you don't believe this morning, I would encourage you, I would beg of you as the Apostle Paul did, believe in Jesus today. But if you don't, hang around for a while. Let us convince you by the love we have for one another, given to us by him, of the validity of his claim that he is the light of the world. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for Jesus' willingness to come into this rebellious world. Coming into his own people. Not only the people that he made like all the rest of us, but a people that he had chosen, that he had set apart for a special purpose, for a special mission, and they rejected him. We thank you that he came to them anyway. And that even though they rejected him, yet your word tells us to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, they became the children of God. And Heavenly Father, thank you for making us your children through faith in Jesus. We pray for any who are here this morning or, or with us on our online that they would look to Jesus, the light. That they would recognize that even though he's been hidden for the Jews hidden in the Old Testament, for those of us living today hidden from our sight, from all the distractions, from all the false things we've heard about him. But now this morning, they've heard who he is and what he came to do, who sent him. 
Give them the faith. Give them the courage. Give them the wisdom to say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. I'm going to trust in you. I need you to forgive me of my sins. I know that you're the only one who can give me the gift of eternal life. And Father, we thank you for that gift this morning. We thank you for the hope that that gives us to get through these hard days. We thank you so much. We love you. And we're glad that we have ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.